Hello, everyone. This is Candice, one of the co-hosts from Reverginized, which is the unofficial fan podcast for Sex in the Cities, I mean, HBO Max's and Just Like That. And welcome to our after show. Jay will not be with us today, but no worries. I am still bringing all of the drama, all of the fun, and all of the tea on tonight's after show which I do hope that you guys enjoy because we have a fun after show for you all. Sorry about that. All right, welcome everyone to the after show. This is Candace from Reverginized, the unofficial fan podcast for HBO Max's and just like that. If you are new here, this is the after show brought to you by Jay and Candace. We bring you guys this after show every single Wednesday, but today we are bringing it to you guys on Thursday. And even though I am going to be hosting the show alone today, no worries because Jay will be back tomorrow to post all of his theories about what we wanted to talk to you guys about today, all of his theories about what's happening with SEMA, which I am so excited to dive into today. And he's going to post this on Twitter. So be sure to check us out on at Reverginize underscore FP on Twitter. You guys have been doing such an awesome job engaging with us, giving us your theories, talking to us, telling us what you do like, what you don't like, and we are here for it all. So Today, we are going to dive into the catastrophe that was episode seven. Um, if you guys were able to hear our podcast that we debut every single Sunday, we did recap everything for you guys, but we did promise that we were going to bring you all the drama, all the bullshit, all the fun on the after show. And to kick us off and to start everything into gear, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about SEMA. So... There's been a lot of buzz about SEMA and if she's replacing Samantha as the unofficial fourth for the show and the series. So I have an article for you guys straight from the New York Times, which actually telling us, you know what? We actually do think Samantha is coming in to replace, I mean, I'm sorry, Seema is coming in to replace Samantha. There you go. I've already gotten her confused because as a lot of you guys have been saying on Twitter, as even what this article is talking about, it does seem like Seema is trying to play Samantha. I have zero clue what the writers are thinking. Um, me and Jay went back and forth a few times about this because we were both on the camp of no the writers are going to do us a due diligence. They are not going to replace Samantha on this show. There's absolutely no way if they ever were going to replace Samantha, it would only be with Stanny, who, as you guys know, he was kind of, kind of like the unofficial fourth. And he's in Tokyo living his best life. He has a new client who's some 17-year-old famous TikToker, which is very plausible in this day and age. But he is out in Tokyo living his best life. Rest in peace to Willie Garson. But that is the way the writers decided to um, 
write him off the show. And so if ever there was going to be an unofficial fourth, it would have been Stanford Blatch. However, Jay and I, along with everybody else on Twitter, had so many high hopes that, you know, Seema's not replacing Samantha. There's no way you guys can do that. You know, even though we write for shit on this show, this is something that we are going to keep, you know, true. Nobody's going to replace her. And after seeing episode seven, it looks like Seema is going to replace her. So for those of you who did watch or who did not get to watch, there is a brunch, which, you know, was sacred for the four girls, but there is a brunch and Seema is at this brunch. Actually, actually, I want to say there's like a dinner. Let me backtrack. I don't think there's so much of a brunch as there's a dinner and Seema's sitting there with the girls, but the feel to the dinner is that she is, you know, shooting the shit with the girls. You know, obviously some time has passed because in the beginning of the episode, we see that um, Carrie's going through all the seasons outside that window. I mean, she's going through fall, winter, Groundhog's Day, spring, all of these things. Um, And it seems like she went through a few seasons more than once. And so some time has obviously passed. And so Seema's just kicking it with the girls. And she has signed Carrie up for a Tinder account. So that's how you know some time has passed. They have this friendship. The girls know her. They're very comfortable with her. And I'm sorry, guys. I'm not for it. I do like Seema. I absolutely adore her character. But it really, it, it really gave off that this is Samantha's replacement. And I'm not with it. I don't want to see it. I do want to see Seema. But I don't want to see them replacing Samantha. There is no way they can replace it. And, you know, this episode was a catastrophe. And then there was a Twitter fan, at K Taylor Tuner, who actually um, tweeted, is Seema replacing Kim? And she actually had a uh, laughing gif. And, 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 you know, that's, that's how I feel because we can never, ever replace Kim Patrol. I'm laughing at that all day. Um, and I'm also pissed. I'm also pissed at that. Um, and, you know, I feel like if everybody gets together and even journalists are writing about this, people on Twitter are noticing this, it's something worth noting. And so I think that that's where the writers are going. I am not here for it at all. I don't want to see it. But, you know, am I surprised by this? Absolutely not. Every single week, the writers do not fail to disappoint. And I don't want to keep talking a lot of shit with these writers because I do believe in their head when they get in the writer's room, they think that they are making magic. They think that, you know, this is all mythical, magical unicorns that they're going to bring to us, you know, on TV. And that is not what we're getting. But, you know, whatever. For whatever the case is, they do think that they're doing something. And so this is not it. I am not here for it. I don't want to see it. I do want to see them write Seema in in their lives in a great way, right? Like, it's very evident that she's going to be, you know, a a great friend for Carrie. You know, she's going to be a great support system. We've always seen Carrie always leaning on Miranda. And she's always leaning on Miranda for everything. But it is evident that she is going to lean on Seema for a lot of things. I do still think that she is holding some resentment to Charlotte. I do... um, enjoy seeing her and Charlotte get along. Um, And I enjoy seeing 
them have more screen time. Carrie has been a big bitch to Charlotte for a few episodes now. So it's very nice to see her just like, okay, Wusa, like Charlotte, can you help me pack up all the big shit and, you know, get it out of storage? Even though, as we learned from last episode, episode six, she just left with the frying pan and hat. But I do like to see her and Charlotte coexisting better. because Carrie was throwing major shade for a few episodes, major resentment. So I do like to see her and Charlotte getting along, but it does seem like Seema is going to be her go-to person. However, you know, write this in a different way. I don't want this to be a replacement. And I've already said that for like a good eight minutes. That's how passionate I feel about this. That's how strongly I'm against a Kim Cattrall Samantha replacement. But um, I need the writers to get their shit together, you know, and don't bring this to season two of And Just Like That. Please do not. I don't want to read another New York Times article or I don't want to read other tweets from Twitter where everybody's going crazy because now it seems like we have a replacement. Absolutely not. And I do want to um, reference a little bit of this from... Um, from from the article from the New York Times, which is when we, uh, there is a paragraph that says, and this is straight from the NewYorkTimes.com. There's a paragraph that says, Seema, who is now occupying Samantha's chair at the foretop, took it upon herself to sign Carrie up for some dating apps. And I'm going to leave that there because that is the perfect segue for me to go into the next thing that I wanted to talk to you guys about. And that is, Carrie dating. I don't know how everyone is fully feeling about this. Um, I am bold for starters. I do have to say that that was very bold of Seema to sign her up to a dating app, right? Like, who told you to do that? Who told you to do that? But I digress. You know, this is where we're at. This is the writing. Um, and so Seema has signed Carrie up to a dating app. Okay, are we here for this? Well, let's see. There's been some, you know, back and forth on Reddit. There are some users on Reddit who are absolutely ready for Carrie to go back on the dating scene. Now, you guys know how I feel. I am super ready for Carrie to get back out there because I just know that she's going to walk out of her apartment in her Manolos. She's going to stumble on like some late night, whether it's like this nice jazz fest or whatever, and she is going to see Aiden. So as long as Carrie walks her ass outside and bumps into Aiden, I am all here for it. So yes, on that note, I am ready for her to date because I did want Carrie to mourn, but as we can see, every episode is literally months passing. And so there's been a lot of fans who are so divided on Reddit. Some people are like, no, she needs to grieve. Some people are like, no, she needs to date. I am actually in that camp of let her date, right? She's already gone through so many months. I wanna see what Carrie wants to do. I am actually a little bit tired of Carrie, you know, every single episode saying, my husband said, biggest said, my husband said, biggest said, you know, Carrie, you've said this um, quite a few times already. And had we had, you know, normal time span pass, absolutely, 
mourn big for sure. But in true to the writing form, it's been like seven months every single episode. And yes, I'm exaggerating for fun, but that's exactly what it, it's kind of been like, right? It's been like three to four months every episode. So I'm ready for her to get back out. Seema signs her up and she decides to go on a date with a burger lookalike. I don't know if this was, I don't know, to piss us off because we all hate burger. You know, I'm never going to get over the post-it. I love that post-it scene. Don't get me wrong. But Burger, you will forever be an asshole. Um, and I'm forever going to be here for it, right? Because, you know, Carrie, you're kind of an asshole as well. But I don't know if this was like, you know, the writer saying, you know, let's have a little fun. And let's get John Teeny, who actually, um, I, I want to say, had a show or a movie with Sarah Jessica Parker way, 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 way back in the day. Needless to say, this is not their first time coexisting on the big screen, but the writers definitely had the last laugh. They got together, they picked up, they picked up an actor who looks just like Berger, and they said, you know what? For shits and giggles, let's just throw him in the show. Maybe we'll confuse people and, you know, have them think that that's Berger. And, you know, it actually worked because... I've been all over Reddit. Jay has been all over Reddit. We have literally been stalking and seeking people out to see what they're saying. And there's a lot of people who truly believe that this was Burger. I am here for it. I mean, in a way, right? Like, I'm here to, you know, give us a big scare, right? And have us think it's Burger. But definitely don't call that asshole back to the show. Definitely not. So dating she has this nice date it does not go well and you know jay and i dig all into that on our recap but this shit did not go well and um you know i i actually thought that it was pretty um sweet in a way that they did pair her up with someone who also was like carrie's a widower right carrie lost big and he lost his wife so i thought that that was um you know, I thought that was kind of nice, right? Because it definitely takes away from the awkwardness. As you guys can tell, Carrie gets extremely drunk and it seems like they are having a good time. So I'm here for it, right? Jay and I, on the last episode, we were making predictions. We were like, you know, maybe she's going to date and maybe it's not going to be so bad. And even though the date ended up being for shit, right? Because he literally threw up all over her shoes. There is something to mention that, you know, it's something to note. They both walked out of that restaurant and they were having major laughs. Now, of course, in true writer fashion, they don't give us no backstory. They don't tell us anything. They don't even give us like a scene, right? So like, hey, you know, here they are again on this scene. Let's cut to them eating and, you know, having some banter and having a few jokes here and there. No. They don't do none of that. We just see them walking out and they are having a good time. And it is so good to see Carrie laugh. I am excited to see Carrie laugh because she's been a mega bitch these other few episodes or she's been, you know, mourning as she should be. So it's nice to see her um, have a good time. And so I was very excited about that. You guys know I spoke about this on the last after show you know, like what to expect with Carrie. And I think it's safe to say that we're going to expect to see her dating some more and some more and some more. And I'm actually here for that. I do want to see her date. As always, I want to see her with Aiden. 
But, you know, whatever. We will see how that pans out because, you know, she was not interested in this guy, the math teacher. But we see towards the end of the episode, they do decide to give each other another try. So I feel like there's something in Carrie that's like, you know what? I should put myself out there, right? Like, yes, it was a date from hell. He threw up all over my Manolos, which I said in the recap, I think that's what pissed her off even more. Forget the fact that he threw up. Forget the fact that he made her throw up. I think it's because he threw up on her $450 goddamn shoes that it really made her more irate. Because if we know Carrie, we know that she is all about those shoes. And I saw it. He threw up directly on them. And, you know, forget that he had, you know, regurgitated on her skin or her flesh. No, just the shoes. Just the shoes. But it is, you know, it, it, we can't go without saying she did have some kind of spark. Yes, I said it. People on Reddit who are listening, they might hate me for this. They might think, you know, she is crazy. This girl's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And that's true. I really am. But I do want to say I think she had a good time. And I am all here for it. So, you know, we'll see how that unfolds. You know, um, it is better than us seeing what what I'm going to call the Carrie script, which is not my words. This is actually somebody from Twitter at our hot the gays. Um, and they reposted the Carrie script. And basically, it's just like a typed letter that says, my husband died, biggest side, my husband died, biggest dad. And they were insinuating that that is the Carrie script for and just like that. And you want to know something? I am with them. I am absolutely with at our hot the gays because that's what it seems like. So anything to break us away from that mold and from that narrative, I am all here for. So definitely for everyone listening in now, for everyone tuning in after this show has aired, please let Jay and I know what you think at reverginized underscore FP on Twitter because, you know, we love engaging with you guys. We love disagreeing with you guys. I'm sure if Jay was here right now, he'd be like, girl, you are crazy. And, um, you know, I love it. I love to hear what you guys have to say. So moving on from that, I do want to talk about Dr. Naya Wallace. She has grown on me. Um, you know, I did tell you guys I was going to save a lot of these things for the after show. And here it is. Dr. Naya Wallace has grown on me. I am going to say what some people probably don't want me to say, but I do not think that this woman wants a baby. I said it. I know some people are probably going to be like, you know what? Let me turn off this after show. I am not coming on every Wednesday because this is blasphemous. I do not like Candace. Where is Jay? And you know what? You are absolutely right if that's how you feel. You may not like all of my opinions because, you know, sometimes they are far-fetched and I do go left and I'm very opinionated, but I said what I said. I am a little iffy with Dr. Naya Wallace really wanting a baby. Now, do I think that Miss Naya Wallace wants to complete her family? Absolutely. I do think that in her head, the perfect family is, you know, this is my husband, here's my child, you know, and this is the perfect family. I am now complete. I have a successful career. Um, 
you know, I'm doing something in the world because she is an advocator. And, you know, let's give her a round of applause for that. She is doing major things in this day and age, you know? And so that is something to feel very accomplished for, right? You have your career, you're making, you know, a difference in the world. You feel very empowered, you know? And so I do think that in her head, the way to complete all of that in her life is to give her husband a baby. Now, do I think that she wants to give him a baby? For herself, maybe not. I think for him, yes. I think she is tired. I think she's gone through many rounds of IVF. And it does take a toll on someone's body. You know, I've been all over Reddit. And there have been people who I do want to give kudos and claps to who've shared their own personal experiences with IVF. And, you know, yes, this is fiction, right? This is all, and just like that, a HBO Max show. But in re- this is playing on in real life, right? Women do go through this every single day. They go through, you know, fertility treatments, IVF, and, you know, props to her and props to the writers for writing this in. This is very invasive, right? It, it, it's, it's, it's very difficult to do. And so Dr. Naya Wallace does not want to go through this. And there's been plenty of people on Reddit who said, we feel her, right? We did it for real. And we didn't want to go through this. Like we, we wanted our baby so bad, but it, it, it takes a toll on the body. And I want to just say that, um, I think her name is Amanda Pittman. You know, I, I tip my hat off to you because you are doing a fantastic job on this role, bringing us a woman who is tired, who does, you know, or did want this family, because that is something that's very true. You know, you, you want this baby so bad that, you know, there comes a time when you're tired and maybe you don't want it anymore. And maybe you realize that your life can be complete without a baby, right? But how do you say that to your husband, right? This is just my theory. This is my spider sense is kicking in. I think she's a little tired. I think she wants a break. I think she was a little bit relieved to get her period, right? Um, You know, who knows? Maybe that's not the direction that they're going to go in. We still have two more episodes to cover. But, um, you know, I, I, I do think that we are seeing a woman who is beaten down. And, you know, I think she just wants to get pregnant the normal, the quote unquote normal way. Because what's normal these days, right? I think she just wants to lay down, screw her husband. And if the baby quickens in her room, how very Game of Thrones of me, right? If the baby quickens in her room, then she is absolutely pregnant. And that's that. I don't think she wants to take any more shots, any more pills. And Dr. Naya, my heart goes out to you. My heart goes out to all the women in real life going through this, all the couples. And I, I don't know. I guess we shall see how this story unfolds. Um, if we see Dr. Naya Wallace with no baby this season, am I going to be surprised? No. If we see her a little bit happy and relieved to give her body a break, am I going to be surprised? Absolutely not. Um, if she does end the pregnant, am I going to be surprised? No. I guess we shall wait and see. I still think she does not want a baby. Maybe I will rephrase and say, maybe she doesn't want a baby right now. Right? Maybe she's thinking about, you know, what she wants out of life, right? Because Before I even exit with that, I do want to mention um, and go back a couple of episodes before when her and Miranda were sitting and having dinner and, you know, she was basically kind of asking Miranda, is it worth it? 
you know, is it worth procreating? You know, and you can see that she was kind of like struggling with that idea, right? Or maybe it's just me reading into things because Candace does that. But I felt like she was struggling with that, you know, like pros and cons of a baby. You know, am I going to feel complete? Am I going to feel worth it? Am I going to love it? You know, I, I think that um, she has a lot to, to think about. She has a lot of soul searching, so to speak. And maybe I'm not going to say she doesn't want the baby. Maybe I'm going to end this rant, because you guys know I can have them, with, you know what? Maybe she has a lot of soul searching to do. And I'm here for that, you know? I'm here for that. Because one thing that I thought was very beautiful about the Sex and the City series was that it did play on women who did want a baby, a.k.a. Charlotte, and women who didn't, a.k.a. Carrie. You know, we watched Carrie not be sure if she wanted to procreate. And, you know, as we're in decades later, she didn't. And I do love that the show went in that direction where you don't need to procreate to feel complete. Or, or you know, we don't need to give you a show where you're just having babies, right? That may not be everybody's fairy tale happy ending. So saying all of that to say... You know, I love how this show keeps it open for if she has a baby, amen. But if she doesn't, that's great too. Miss Nia, Dr. Nia Wallace is going to do great things. She's going to take over the world slowly but shortly. She's going to be a great friend to Miranda. She's going to be a great wife to her husband. You know, and she's going to try not to run over anybody else's kid on the street. You know, she's going to be reminded that she needs to keep her eyes on the road because people have toddlers. That's her goal in life. And so with that being said, I am going to move on to what everybody is thinking. I've been thinking it. You guys are thinking it. I'm not going to talk to you guys about episode eight at all. But for my fans and my friends and my fam who have watched episode eight, you guys are still thinking it. Everyone listening in, Jesus is thinking it because I'm sure he told these writers not to write this in, right? But I am going to give you guys Steve. Oh my goodness, Steve. And I have a lot to say about Steve. First of all, can I just say, hashtag justice for Steve. I just want to start off with there. Um, I don't know, again, what these writers are thinking in my head. And yes, this is some shade, you know, and please, Michael Patrick King, you know, I have nothing but respect for you guys and these writers. I'm just talking my little... S-H-I-T because that's what I do. You know what I'm saying? But please don't kill me. But what are you guys thinking? You know, I do think you guys have never watched, well, not Michael Patrick, obviously, but I think the people that he employed, I am not certain they've watched any episode of Sex in the City because I am just flabbergasted. Gotta throw that word out there because I love it. I am so taken aback. I'm flabbergasted. I'm mortified even because I need to understand what is happening for Steve? With Steve, I'm so sorry. English is not my first language. But what is happening with Steve? You know, Miranda is not in a good place. And I am one of these people who are like, okay, is it a lust thing? You know, you know, these women are 55 years old. Maybe is a big lust thing happening. And, you know, she's confusing it for love. Because we see in this episode, said, you know, Shay, I love you. And I almost died. I mean, I almost fell out my seat because I'm like, really? You love her? Excuse me, friends. You love her? 
absolutely not. You need to run that back. Run that all the way back. Because I understand that like 18 months has passed, right? Since all of those seasons in Carrie's window in the beginning of the episode. But please do tell how you love this person. And what about Steve? Are we throwing away decades, literally decades of marriage and happy moments and all of that for Shay? No, Miranda, I think you need to do some self-evaluation. I think you are lusting this person. I think you need to remember the Brooklyn Bridge. I think you need to remember how much you loved Steve, how much he made you laugh. And I got to say that a few times because I've been fighting with a few people on Instagram. Well, actually just two, because they're like, you know, Miranda and Steve were never meant for each other. And somebody else said that and they're like, you know, they were always different. But let me, let me say that all of these couples were different. Charlotte almost despised Harry. She hated everything about Harry. She hated the Harry back. She hated the way he spoke. She hated absolutely everything down to the fact that his name was Harry and it wasn't something like Ellington III, you know? And so all of these couples that we see are polar opposites, including Big and Carrie. So it's like, I don't want to hear Miranda and Steve are like so opposite, they were never meant to be. Hello, opposites of track. Half of the people even saying this are in relationships that are completely opposite, right? So let's back it up and let's go back to Steve. What are we doing? I need more backstory. You know, if you wanna drift Miranda and Steve away, fine, do that, but make it happen organically. It's not that I don't wanna see Miranda in a lesbian relationship. Love is love. If Miranda wants to love that woman, absolutely, Miranda, you go out and you love that woman. But I need to see some backstory. I need to know what happened because just giving me seven episodes and, you know, we're not having sex, that's not enough for me. That is not enough for me to write off Steve. And you want to know, Miranda, shame on you because Steve was ready. That is a pure gentlemen that is someone who cared about your vagina and who did not want to give you bacteria vaginosis he did not want to give you a yeast infection so he washed those hands so he can actually give you some pleasure and you mean to tell me that you had the audacity and not audacity i'm gonna say it incorrectly audacity to say that he didn't want to give you any no don't do that don't do that he was so ready you're not giving him a fair shot and I am not here for it. I want justice for my boy, Steve. I'm not here for it at all. And, you know, I think that if I had more of a backstory that was believable, absolutely bring Shay in here, you know, and do what it do. But like I said, the audacity, I'm not with it. I need the writers to really um, make this make sense. And let's let's do that hashtag make this make sense for all of our fans out there who are listening. If you guys you know, tweet about Miranda and Steve, please hashtag make it make sense because it's not making sense for me. And I, I hate what they're doing. Steve is not only geriatric, but he's, he's just so, he, he's geriatric and almost non-existent. He's not in any of these episodes really. And when we do see him, you know, at the market, he is like so discombobulated. He's so all over the place. He's not even Steve. And it's one thing to give him a hearing aid Fine, we get it. He's like 58 years old. Give that man a hearing aid. But by all means, don't make him seem grumpy, right? Steve was never grumpy. Steve was Barney. All he wanted to do was give people hugs and teach kids about, you know, 
bananas and fruits that go together and how to make these meals yummy. That's it. He was a wonderful father. He was a great husband. He was a hell of a bartender. He was goofy. Don't make him grumpy. I'm sorry. The writers only did that. And yes, I'm saying this. The writers only did that because they want us to lose focus of Steve and they want us, you know, to be more enthralled with this whole Miranda and Che. So you know what? Let's bring in Steve for, you know, half a scene and make him grumpy. We've already made him deaf. You know, he already can't remember what day of the week it is. By episode 10, I'm sure he has cataracts. I'm sure he's in a walker. I'm sure if he even makes it to season to episode one, he's already bedridden or has a nurse. Like you guys are literally um, killing one of the best characters left on the show. And yes, I'm going to talk about this for a while. And I have been talking about this for a while because I am just mortified. Please don't kill Steve. Please don't kill Steve. That's another hashtag that we need to make relevant. Please don't kill Steve. I am super, super, super sad. And I do have to quote, um, at Better Work, and yes, honey, work, W-E-R-K, at Better Work on Twitter, you know, um, they said, this isn't Miranda Hobbs. This is just Cynthia Nixon playing herself. And I'm going to stop it there. And because I do know that there's a lot of fans out there saying, you know, this is just Cynthia Nixon playing herself. This is her playing herself. And this is what I want to say about that. Cynthia, I love you always loved you. You know, it's so funny because um, I used to work right across the street from Cynthia Nixon, beautiful person. I worked in this public school. She's a beautiful, beautiful person. She used to come in, she used to read to the kids, everything about her I just loved. So, you know, if Cynthia did want this to be in part or loosely, I should say, about her personal life, fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, I guess so, right? Like, that happens. You know, and, and you know what? Props to Cynthia Nixon, too, because she's actually been pulling a director card as well, you know? She threw on her director's hat. She directed an episode. I am so proud of that actress. I've always been a big fan. Um, and to everybody saying, like, you know, this is wanting to put her life in it, maybe, you know? And like I said, if they wrote it in a way that was more believable, absolutely. But um, I, I don't know. I can't really comment on that. Um, there was a part of me that did think that's where they were going. They kind of wanted to make it personal to her. But you know what? I'm not in the writer's room. I don't know what goes on. I don't even know if that's something she even wants, you know? And let me let me publicly say that. I don't know if that's something she even wants. And like I said, I would be here for it if they found a way to make it, you know, real believable. However, I do have to say, I do have to say, however, um, you know, I don't know what they're doing in that regard. Um, I do hope that this is kind of, I do hope that this is Miranda doing some self-care reflection, um, doing whatever it is that she needs to do for her. I do hope that this is her, you know, whether, hey, you know, I'm gay and it took me 55 years to realize that. And you know what, Steve, I love you, but this is not for me. I can't lie to myself. Amen. I do hope that she does reflection. And if that's the direction that we're going to, amen. 
But if it's not, and she's just going through what people do go through, right? They go through ups and downs in relationships. They go through hard times. They go through evaluating their life. They go through, you know, hey, I don't want to be with Steve, but I may want to be with another man. Who knows? I do hope that at the end of it all, she she does do that self-reflect and she does... Um, she does do that self-care and she does reevaluate her life and figure out what she wants to do. Because I will agree with the at better work in the sense of this isn't Miranda Hobbs, right? Like in the sense of the sneaking around, right? Like cheating, you know, that's not Miranda. Now is Miranda gay or not? I don't know. I cannot say this isn't Miranda Hobbs because you know, we kind of haven't really discovered I, so to say, we haven't really discovered Miranda Hobbs, so it seems that's what they're giving us this season for this new show. Um, however, the way that she acting, no, it is not Miranda Hobbs. Hashtag justice for Steve. Um, I'm very interested to see how this plays out. You know, I do want to say that um, they've come a long way. Miranda has always been very tough on Steve. She's always been very critical. You know, she's been, you know, very... Um, very judgmental, and, and and I really thought that Steve was the guy that was going to mellow her out, you know, and calm her down, because he was really one of the few people that was able to deal with her, and, you know, for all those people on Instagram who were saying, um, you know, they were so opposite, and he was never right, no, he really was, you know, he was a yin to her yang, he, they had fun together, right, like, they laughed, and I think that's so beautiful, that's something very important in a relationship, and dare I say, more good times than Big and Carrie. You know, we were introduced to Steve in season two and they had so many beautiful moments. Yes, they broke up, but again, that's true to every relationship. If we want to go about functional, functionality, they were way more functional than Big and Carrie. So I do hope that, you know, this isn't the end of my boy, Steve. I love Steve. If you guys are listening out there, Please have patience with me, have mercy. You know, forgive me for what I'm saying about all the bad writing, but please give me something good, right? Help a real Sex in the City fan, diehard fan since 98, help me out and give us some good Steve writing, please. Um, and I will make sure that my letter to Michael Patrick King never, ever, ever sees the day of light. And so that is that rant in the end of Steve. I have covered Seema. I have covered Carrie. You know, people might hate me for Dr. Nia Wallace's comment. Um, I've covered Steve. The last thing that I do want to talk about on this after show, um, before I say goodbye to all of you guys, is LTW and Charlotte. Um, you know, it amazes me the few, and I am going to say few, and I am going to call you guys haters. I am. I hope you guys still follow us on Twitter. But it amazes me at the few people who um, do not care for LTW. You guys are absolutely nuts. She is the future of this series. Every time she's on screen, I promise you it is a breath of fresh air. And I'm just going to go out and say it. I loved that whole fight that they had, her and her husband, and then Charlotte and Harry. This is a relationship that I am okaying. Um, some people on Reddit are not going to like what I am going to say, but I do think that this is what we're seeing. We are going to see a blossoming friendship. 
before I even get into that, let me start by saying that, and just like that really is a different kind of show. It really is. I had a hard time coming to terms with it because MPK kept saying, you know, don't expect this to be like Sex in the City, which is, you know, bollocks. It is like Sex in the City. But in a way, it really is different. I see what they're trying to do. And as much as people might not agree with me with what I'm about to say, they are really dividing up these women. We are so used to Charlotte, um, Miranda, Callie, Samantha, but to see Carrie and Seema they're going to be like the best of friends I promise you you guys know I'm I've been right since right you're going to see Carrie and Seema you are going to see Charlotte and LTW right and then you are also going to see Miranda and Dr. Naya Wallace those are going to be the best of friends I don't see this trio being the trio that we used to see so much on Sex in the City Friends, if you disagree, please disagree with me. I am going to definitely um, tweet this on Twitter. Please go back and forth with me on this because I can be wrong. And to be honest, I would love to be wrong because I don't want this trio. And I'm not saying they're going to have a falling out, but I don't really want this trio to separate, right? Like I still want them to be the hearts of this entire series. But I do think that we're going to see more story arcs of Carrie and Tima, Charlotte and LTW, and um, Miranda and Dr. Naya. And, you know, do not be surprised if it's less, you know what, you know what, let me stop right there. Who am I kidding? Carrie was always selfish. I was just about to say, please don't be surprised if you see less of like Carrie and the girls and them, you know, dealing with their dealing with because she was always selfish, right? It was always a Carrie show. She barely had time to deal with what they were dealing with. And that is evident. And whoever doesn't agree with me, please, I've lived with this. I've been watching this show since 1998 when the TV used to babysit me. Um, I can go toe to toe, war to war. Like we can do this all day. She is a selfish human. So who am I kidding? But I do think that she's going to be even more non-existent. And, um, you know, we're going to see more of Seema and her having issues. And, you know, honestly, she's probably going to be a better friend to Seema than, you know, Charlotte and, and Miranda. You know, the, the, first of all, and can I also say these girls are throwing some hella shade because I, I was I was laughing with my co-host Jay because when Miranda was talking about Charlotte, she um to Dr. Naya Wallace, she was like, Yeah, you know, my good friend went through IVF. And I'm like, How did you just say my good friend? What is going on this season or with this series? My good friend. But Charlotte, who's so sweet and bless her heart, she's just the oddball out of everything. She really is. Charlotte introduces the girls to LTW as her best friends. And you guys already know Carrie ain't shit. She doesn't introduce them as anything. And if she does, it's, hey, so this is Miranda and Charlotte, if that. I think she just expects um, you know, them to introduce each other to each other because that's the kind of wave that she's on. But anyway, I digress. So let me get started on that rant. Um, I do think we're going to see that. Um, and going back to LTW, I am all here for it. I love when she is on the screen. I love that friendship with her and Charlotte because unpopular opinion. I don't think Carrie's a good friend to Charlotte, but and and, and Carrie and Miranda have this friendship that it's evident that they're best friends. 
in almost a lot of the scenes that they have together. And guys, please rewatch these episodes and let me know if I'm bugging. Anytime she's with Charlotte and Miranda, we always see her at the end of that engagement or that dinner or that brunch walking with Miranda only. You never see her walking with Charlotte. It is very rare, right? And the only other time that she was with Charlotte, you know, she basically told her to shut up and stop talking and breathing her same airspace, right? So it's very evident that Carrie and Miranda are very good friends. I mean, you know, they're the best of friends. They're the ones that are like, thing one and thing two and Charlotte is the oddball out with the exception of um Anthony so it's nice when I see LTW on the screen because that is the way to write an organic friendship hear me writers the writers room if you ever hear this I'm sure Jay is probably going to post this on our podcast that is the way to write an organic friendship just like that and so um I'm so happy Charlotte has a friend I am so happy because she deserves it. And you know what? Now that we're saying that, even Miranda ain't shit sometimes because we almost never see Miranda with Charlotte, right? Like Charlotte really is the odd one out. It's almost like they can't even be, you know, near her too long. Like the last time Char uh, Miranda had anything to say about Charlotte, she accused her for sending her a book that she sent herself. So I am here for that friendship. Again, unpopular opinion, but I do think that that is what they are doing. I think the writers want us to focus more on Seema and Carrie, Miranda and Naya Wallace, and Charlotte and LTW. And I am so glad that Charlotte has a cheerleader on her side because, like I said, Carrie was never going to be that good of a friend to her. She just wasn't. She just wasn't, right? And so, guys, please feel free to disagree with me on Twitter. I am set up for this. You guys know I can do this all day, every day. Let me know what you guys think. Let me know if you think that any of my theories hold some kind of weight. If you think we're going to see less of that trio and more of those individual friendships, um, let me know. Let me know what you guys are thinking. I'm down to argue with you all. And so that is what to cover with you guys and before I even wrap this up right I do want to go back to Seema and Samantha I do want to know what you guys are thinking about this because it is absolutely driving me crazy like I said the audacity I have to say that incorrectly for you guys because I am so flabbergasted by that and like I said if if it was just a theory that I had, fine. But when everybody is saying the same thing, this has to hold some kind of weight, especially the New York Times, right? Like, did we ever think the New York Times would be bothered with and just like that? No, and just like that, they are. So I do think that we are all, you know, there they might be some truth to this theory. Um, Jay and I definitely jinxed this because we were definitely saying no, there's no way. There's no way. And you know what? Speaking of Kim Cattrall, she gets the last laugh because not for nothing, Seema could never, and much love to her, much love to her because she is doing the shit on this show. When she is also on the screen, I am very excited. Like, yes, I, I wanted them to focus more on the trio, even though I do think they're focusing more on you know, Carrie, Charlotte, and Miranda having their own individual relationships. And I think that that's very evident when Seema is on the screen. But, you know, I, I do enjoy seeing her. 
she she's great and you know the more that i love seeing her on screen the more that i love her personality the more that i love her attitude the more that i love all of these things i am saying to myself god damn it you know they are trying to make her like samantha they really are because that is a strong ass woman she has her own business she already put Carrie in her place because Carrie thought she was doing something with her selfish ass. And Seema was like, okay, all right. You know what? I apologize. But how about, bitch, you did the same thing to me, right? Let's call a spade a spade. You're not going to come for me and expect me to not call you out on your bullshit. So we've already seen Seema, you know, defend herself, put Carrie in her place. As we saw in this episode, she already, you know, in the 18 months that passed, right? She already signed her ass up for a dating app. So, you know, Sina is coming in hot, guys. She's coming in hot. And the more that I'm like, yes, Sima, I'm loving you. The more I'm agreeing with the New York Times, the more I'm agreeing with everybody on Twitter, the more I am that user on Reddit, like, no, I can't believe this is what they're doing. The more I'm just agreeing with all of you guys, like, God damn it. I think they are trying to replace Samantha and Jay and I are definitely gonna have to have a conversation. And like I said, guys, Jay is going to tweet all his theories. And um, I hope he talks about this one because we were for sure like, nope, the writers have common sense. I mean, they don't. It is so evident they don't. But Jay and I were giving them the benefit of the doubt. And we said, you know what? Prayer works, right? A little prayer goes a long way. We know they don't have a clue what's going on with this show or the show that happened previous, but they're not going to replace Samantha. We were sadly wrong, I think. And I do think that Kim Cattrall has the last laugh, right? Because um, as as what at Kate Taylor Turner on Twitter was saying, you know, um, Seema replacing Kim laughing, I think Kim has the last laugh for a few reasons. This show is just an absolute catastrophe, right? Like every episode, Jay and I are like, you know what, we're going in, it's gonna be better than ladder. It's gonna be better than ladder. And you know what, lo and behold, it's really not. They find a new way to goddamn disappoint. However, I think Kim has the last laugh on that because I do think MPK was throwing a little bit of shade at Kim. And you know what? If you guys disagree with that, that's fine. I'm going to say what I'm going to say. I do think he had a little bit of shade. And I think she's laughing at this catastrophe. I think she is. Now, do I think in Kim Cattrall fashion, because she is very classy, and that is a world-class actress, let us give her her props now, even though she's not listening to this. But if she ever did, Kim Cattrall, we love you. We adore you. You are a class act you know, um, as an actress and in real life, she always did mention that the writers could find a way to bring someone in that was as strong as Samantha. And if you guys go on YouTube, you can see it. She had an interview saying this, you know, like she would never come back to the show, but there are creative ways to write it, right? So I do think that she does laugh at the catastrophe, but I feel like Kim Cattrall would probably be like, you know what? Seema is not so bad. However, justice for Kim, justice for Samantha, we don't care for a replacement. We don't care for any of that. Do we love Seema? Absolutely. Do we care to ever replace her? No. I think they need to um, 
figure out what they're going to do. Don't think that she can show up to every brunch. Don't think she can show up to every dinner. Don't think she can do all of that. If you guys just want her to show up at Carrie's apartment with that goddamn raw sushi that's going to kill all of them and give them hepatitis, okay, fine. I'm here for that because it seems like that's all they do. If that's how you guys want to spin it, yes, have Seema in that apartment. Let them go out on these Tinder dates. You know, let her meet Seema's family, absolutely. But please, I don't want to see her at every brunch. And if Seema starts having sex and she starts being like, Samantha, I am done. I am so done. I'm over it. I'm not doing it. I am not here for that. And that might be the first time that you guys ever hear me say, I am not here for it, right? Like, write Seema in in a different way. She cannot be the unofficial fourth. Like I said in the beginning of this episode, the unofficial fourth would forever be Stanny, who is living his best life in Tokyo. If he never comes, well, we know he won't, right? But if they never even reference him in the show ever again, just know that is the unofficial fourth. Seema, we love you, but it's a hard-ass no for me. And I'm actually going to leave you guys with that because that's something that I want you guys to think about, right? What's going to happen next with Seema? I would like to explore this some more. Is she going to be an unofficial fourth? Are we going to see the strong female lead who, you know, is an undercover freak and, um, you know, very stubborn and very driven? Are we going to see that more in a Samantha role? Or are we going to see her, you know, take a backside and they do whatever they're going to do with her? I want to know what you guys want. Um, what you guys are thinking about that. But I also do have something else I want to say with you guys or leave with you guys, right? As you guys know, and I talked about this a little bit before, Carrie is dating. We do see that um, there was a spark between them, right? Even before he threw up all over her goddamn shoes. Um, and an unpopular opinion, yes, you might attack me for this, but I said it, Reddit might come for me, but it is what it is. She definitely sparked with that burger lookalike. I said it. I don't care what Jay thinks. I don't care what anybody else thinks. She definitely sparked with him because it's not for the children. I thought it was cute that they decided to give the second date a go for the children. We all know it's not for the children. But I do want to hear from you guys. What do you think is going to happen with Carrie? What's going to happen with Seema as um, a Samantha replacement, what's going to happen with Carrie and this guy? Because I for sure thought it was going to be the end of Burger Lookalike. And I don't think it's going to be the end of Burger Lookalike. As you guys know, I can go on and on and on for hours. And I actually do want to go on and on for hours on Twitter. I do want to have these discussions. I do want to have these fights. I do want to argue some more on Instagram. And I do want you guys to at us, right? Because I'm all here for it. But what do you think is going to happen, right? I'm over the big storyline. I'm over hearing about Big. Big wasn't shit when he was alive. And I still think that Big has another family. Well, let me, let me side check. I don't think he has another family. Would I be surprised if he did have, you know, which is another theory circulating Reddit, if he did have a love child? No, I will not. Do I think Gloria knows a lot? Yes, I do. Would I be surprised if he was still whoring and being classic big? Absolutely not. I'm over big. May he rest in peace, right? Like, I think, we, I think we've already said that time and time again. May he rest in peace. You know, it is what it is. They've already fast forwarded us 18 months and a whole nother pandemic. You know, like, I want to know what you guys think is going to happen with Carrie and this burger lookalike. 
I want to know if you guys think there's any weight to this theory of um, the girls having individual um, relationships and becoming best friends with those characters, right? Charlotte and LTW, Miranda and Naya, Carrie and Seema, I think we're going to see them becoming best friends. I know that there was a lot of rumors and theories circulating with um, it's going, could there be a Seema, LTW, Dr. Naya Wallace show? I am going to say I wouldn't like to see that. I don't want to see that um, just yet. I would not like to see just those three girls um, on their own show. I think I like what we're doing now because if it's anything like what we're going to see now, it's going to be a, a, a disaster. There's going to be like no build up to how Dr. Nair got here, how LTW found, you know, her husband and is this like huge documentary person, you know, how Seema is who she is. You know, like I don't trust that the writers <laughs> know how to like give us a backstory yet. Um, until they hire me, of course. Once they hire me for that, then absolutely. But as of right now, I don't trust that they know how to do that. So I just want these characters to live in the, and just like that realm. But let me know what you guys think. Definitely, um, you know, as I said before, this is the re-virginized after show um, for our re-virginized podcast, which is the unofficial fan podcast for HBO Max's and just like that, you can catch us on Twitter. Um, please definitely follow us on Twitter. We have our own personal Twitter accounts, which is also linked to our Instagram accounts where you can always find us, hunt us down, you know, um, you know, make us pay if you don't like our theories. Definitely engage with us. Let us know what you think. Um, Jay has some very interesting things coming up and you wanna know something? We have episode eight of our podcast recap dropping on Sunday, because as you guys know, and if you are new here, this is just the after show. This is just all the shit that Jay and I talk, you know, um, that we're not going to say on our podcast recaps, because that is solely for the recaps, right? That is when we're recapping the catastrophe and the disaster of what the episode was. But this is where we get to all the juice, right? Where we pull tweets, we pull articles, you know, and, and, and we start talking theories and all of that. But episode eight, which did air today, which I did say I'm not going to talk about at all in this after show, episode eight, Jay and I have recapped. And um, you know what? Let me just call this fade a spade. I didn't like it. Another catastrophe. But that's that. That's what I'm going to say because Jay will kill me. Because he said, Candace, don't you dare get on this after show and start talking shit about episode eight. Keep your mouth shut. Stop running it. So I'm not going to run it any longer. But we have recapped episode eight. And it is going live on our podcast. Um, we are streaming on Spotify. We are streaming on Apple Podcasts and Anchor. So definitely please subscribe um, to Reverginized on Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts. So you can hear episode eight, which is a juicy episode. I loved it. It drops on Sunday. And we just want to thank you guys all for just listening to this, taking the time out of your busy schedules to hear us talk shit. Um, at Reverginized After Show is every Wednesday. Today we um, did decide to do it on Thursday, but that was just a one-time thing. Please join us again on Wednesdays, on Wednesdays at 6.30. West Coast time and 9.30 
East Coast time. Look at me not remembering my time zones because, you know, I'm a teacher and why would I know that right? I should. But, you know, this is the struggle and the life that I live. Reckless. But thank you guys. Definitely catch us next time. And, and just like that, this concludes episode three of the after show. <laughs>